0: So glad that you're here. Welcome to the Me and My Moods podcast hosted by me. Hi, I'm Tia and wow, it is so very nice to meet you. I created this podcast to explore the reactions, opinions, perspectives. You see the moods I experience on a new topic every week so that hopefully and ultimately I can understand the me holistically. Come help me navigate my psyche and maybe you too will learn something more about yourself along the way. I think one of the hardest things to do around this time of year is to be able to manage your expectations and when I say managing your expectations I mean have a look at exactly what you expect from others in terms of maybe gifts, behaviors and also looking at what you expect from yourself in terms of how much energy are you ready to put out to uh, experience new things or what financial position are you at the moment are you able to buy all of these amazing gift sets that come out or are you able to partake in different events with the level of energy that you think that you might want to exert for these certain things and so being able to manage those expectations it sounds sort of like taking away the magic in a way if you think about Christmas as something so clinical something so list-based where you want to create a list of everything that you expect to receive from somebody or everything you expect to give to somebody and then cross it off and then come up with this huge excel budget tracker for me it at least it helps to make sure that i am giving my absolute best to somebody else and i'm not expecting something completely unreasonable from someone else either and also if you really think about it it's it's in the songs you know he's making a list checking it twice the whole idea of having a very careful plan is somewhat embedded into the time of year if you really think about it if you look at the Look at the lore of it. Let's think, let's, let's look at Santa Claus, for example. How is he hitting all of those houses? Obviously, he has some sort of tactical, logistical plan in place to be able to deliver magic and spread happiness and joy. So, why can we, as just people, as people that are not Santa Claus, how can we take some of those elements and then bring that into our own Christmas? Because I know you might be thinking, okay, well, Santa Claus isn't real, sure. But as an adult, I am a full adult, by the way. I'm an adult in every country in the entire world. As an adult, I fully, completely, wholeheartedly believe in Santa Claus. I know, okay, I know that I've never received a gift from Santa. I know that I will never probably receive a gift from Santa. But if you really think about it, how often would somebody else be or like how often would a child be completely good have modeled excellent objectively good behavior all year around it's not very common right i mean a child is bound to slip up i mean they're children they're humans like of course humans make mistakes but i'm sure that there's like one or two kids who are good all year round And you know what? I'm sure that there's some reward system that is magically in place for those kids. Believe it or not, but I mean, I think there's merit to the theory. And so this end of year time, I mean, everyone's so much more excited. I think everyone kind of looks forward to the end of the year, not just because of Christmas. I know that not everybody celebrates Christmas, but there's also the new calendar new year there's like Halloween happens (laughs) there's I mean for me like with my Indian Australian background there's a lot of religious festivals happening around the October period so it's just like slowly like October November December it all sort of like builds up into this like burst of celebration and fun essentially and so I think Everybody throughout the year might slowly, slowly, slowly build that anticipation, slowly be looking forward to this end of year period, a reward for the hard work that they've put in all year long. There's something different. There's something of difference for this time because it's not a time where it's only special for you it's special for every single person around you and you can feel that energy of excitement building up in the air because everyone around you is excited you know that energy it's contagious and people end up bouncing off of each other say even if you're not having a great day at the end of the year someone else might come in and be having an amazing day Because they're just excited that it's, I don't know, they're looking forward to something. And that positivity, it's, I mean, that positivity, that fun, it's infectious. And so naturally, it's like this like chain reaction. They're happy, therefore you're happy. And then you being happy can make someone else happy. And so everyone is happier around this time of year. Being able to manage your expectations of what you expect from yourself, what you expect from others can only help to make sure your outlook at this time is well balanced and you don't feel like you've missed out on anything. I think that's a big one, the not feeling like you've missed out on something. You know how sometimes you feel like oh, Christmas just doesn't feel like Christmas this year or that idea of oh, this event just isn't what I've been anticipating or what i've been looking forward to when your expectation of the situation doesn't meet the reality of the situation if you can write down everything you expect or even just keep those ideas in your head if one of those elements are not fulfilled you'll know straight away by being able to identify where that feeling of hmm it just doesn't feel like christmas or this time of year just isn't hitting the same way why is that if you have that pre-made list You can go down and check off the things that have happened and which haven't. And when you see what ideas haven't, I guess, come to fruition or what expectations just haven't been met, you will have a tangible idea of, oh, this thing hasn't been met. Therefore, I'm probably experiencing this feeling because of a lack of this specific element in my life and so on and so forth. And you can sort of manage that in a way. And that list is completely fluid. I mean, you can come across different areas on TikTok. I think I know there are new trends in gift giving and receiving and different traditions that come about. The whole elf on the shelf thing is something I never realized was even a thing until I saw it on TikTok myself. I mean, maybe it existed when I was a kid. But no one in my primary school talked about it at all. And kids, they talk about everything. So really, I had no awareness of this tradition. But if there are things like that that just pop up and you want to add that to your expectations, just do it. Go for it. So that way, if maybe it doesn't happen and you feel a little dejected, you'll know, okay, maybe I'm feeling this way because the following five things on my list didn't happen this year. And by all means, go all out on your expectations list do not in any way minimize your expectations because the only person that is going to see this list is you and if you can't be honest with yourself if you feel like you have to give yourself excuses and disclaimers for putting different things on your list I mean sure some things you can examine in therapy at a later time but in general just go nuts with your list If those things truly are your own expectations, then just put it all out there. And once you have that list of expectations, you can go through those and think, okay, is this an individual expectation or an expectation I have of someone else? And if it is an expectation for someone else, are they aware of it? Am I comfortable enough to ask this from that person? If you're not really comfortable enough to ask something from someone you might be expecting then maybe they aren't even the right person to be expecting something from in the first place there are also certain points for question in this theory the first being say you expect or more so just say you want your secret crush to tell you that they've been in love with you for the last year and buy you a bugatti or something i don't know sure that can be something you want and hey dream big that could very much happen because I am a bit optimistically Delulu and why not, you know, because once you see it on your list of expectations or wants, you can put in safeguards of, okay, if this doesn't happen, then what? Do I expect my friends to celebrate with me instead? Maybe they can buy me a Lego Bugatti as a gift from the whole group or something. Uh, And most importantly, have I communicated this contingency plan really clearly to my friends because that contingency plan is also an expectation even if it is a backup expectation and with creating expectations for others we in this process should also be identifying if we are deserving of some of those things that we're expecting if we expect this greatness from our friends and family we need to first be a little more introspective and think Have I taken the time to invest my love and care into those people? Do I deserve this above and beyondness from others? And in no way should you view this as a give and take. Definitely not. Please, please, please don't look at this as an I've given you X so you should also give X back. That is not how you create loving relationships. More so look at it through a bit more of an have I done everything I can to make this person feel loved? Does the love I expect from others, has that been reciprocated by me in any way? More so through that sort of lens. I think society around us is also good at creating our own expectations for us. And by society, I mean companies that are marketing to us this time of year. And that marketing comes through many forms, Direct and indirect. Direct is a little more obvious. It's the clear messaging that goes 10 things to get your boyfriend this Christmas, or just an advertisement that showcases maybe a parent buying their kid a new razor scooter or something. Oh my gosh, on a complete side note, razor scooters are so cool. The other day I went to buy a gift for a little girl and I went to the store and I said, hey do you have anything fun for little kids and then they just pointed me to the toy section and I saw that they have those um, light up wheel ones those light up scooters and anything that lights up immediately grabs my attention so razor scooters they're expensive but I think pretty worth it but I digress or (laughs) the marketing can be in the indirect passageway of hearing how influencers or your own friends what kinds of gifts and treatment they are receiving or what kinds of gifts they are giving to others and you think oh if they think it's good if they're giving that to other people or if they're receiving that from other people and they're enjoying it maybe i too should take part and also gift those things or expect those things in return from others So even if the expectation isn't authentically created and even if it doesn't come from within of a need or a desire that you have like truly from yourself, it has many ways of seeping into our life. So the perfect example I can think of just right now are those pre-made gift packs. It's very subliminal in the way that those expectations are created, but I think it definitely does feed into this idea. I mean, hey, I think they're amazing. They've definitely got me there, like those fragrance gift packs that have someone's favorite scent with the matching body lotion and oil and it's all packaged, just ready to gift. Even if your partner isn't thinking about receiving that gift, because it's so easily accessible and ready for the gift giver and it's just everything they're seeing around this time of year, it's natural to go, oh, hey, maybe they want this gift pack. So many people around me are buying and gifting and receiving this. So perfect, maybe I should also gift this to somebody else or expect to receive this from somebody else. So just make sure when you're making your own list of expectations, you put down the things that you truly want from within. Not just gifts, but behaviors as well that you expect from others. Everything to the last point is so definitely helpful. And in the spirit of full exposure for everyone on the internet to completely analyze me in this moment i thought maybe we could go through my list first thing straight off the bat and completely no shame in this but i expect gifts from my immediate family and from my partner and i definitely do not expect expensive gifts but if you do again no shame in that, but I do expect something thoughtful. I want them to just think for five minutes, just five minutes about what I really want or something they think would improve my quality of life and go out and purchase it or create it and then wrap it nicely. Another misconception about self-made gifts is that I think people are yeah, assuming that They're inexpensive, but a lot of the times when you create something yourself, it not only takes more time, but a lot of the times the resources that you're investing into this project actually cost more than what it would have costed to just buy the item as a whole from the store. So definitely don't be under the assumption that just because it's self-made or created by somebody that it's inexpensive or less nice. Sometimes the complete opposite is actually true so yes buying or creating something and then wrapping it nicely and by nicely i don't mean like super straight edge perfect wrapping i just mean that they've wrapped it in the best way that they can my mum is an amazing gift wrapper opening gifts she's wrapped is a whole experience and same with my partner like my partner could be a professional gift wrapper it is absolutely amazing And honestly, I think they've, like, learnt this in a way or gotten better at it because, well, slowly, because they know that I appreciate beautifully wrapped gifts. So I am truly grateful. But on the other hand, my sister is, like, shocking at wrapping gifts. And this is definitely, is definitely in no way for a lack of trying. She tries her absolute best. She buys beautiful wrapping paper and... The bows and the sparkly ribbon, she goes all out, you know, no expense left at all. But usually, the bows and ribbons and those like tiny little things, like gift tags and all, they're supposed to add to the whole gift and take it through the lens of wrapping to the next level. But in her case, all they do is. Salvage the absolute abomination that she's created with wrapping paper, but nevertheless, you can feel the extreme amount of love and care that she puts in, and so definitely you will. When somebody receives the gift, you will appreciate the sentiment. And then there's people like my dad who definitely know what or knows what good wrapping looks like, but just like never wraps the gift themselves. And I think it's just that he doesn't make the time to do it. So he will still wrap it, but he'll ask somebody else to wrap it. Uh, He'll either take the gift to a professional gift wrapper. um, Or there are always those donate a gold coin and will wrap your gift for free incentives at the shopping center itself. So after he'll buy the gift, he'll go to one of those stands and then they'll wrap the gift for him. Um, Or he'll just ask for help. With the wrapping from someone in our family, and then he'll sit there while someone else will wrap the gift for him. So he's still sort of included, even if he's not doing it himself. That's a whole sidetrack, but these are the people that I want a gift from. I also expect that those people will accept the gifts that I give to them. I don't need them to make a show out of how much they love my gift. But I want them to interact with the gift I present to them in some way. If I see that they've opened the gift and like not moved it from that spot for a week, I'll be like a little bit disappointed. But of course, I mean, if they don't like the gift, I would love if they communicated that for me. So I think the main point is communicating if they do or don't like the gift, because I always put extra effort into keeping my receipts and organizing them to make sure I can exchange gifts for people if they so desire. You know, I definitely don't expect them to exchange the gift themselves. So I'll go out and I'll exchange it or I'll try and find something better. But you just need to tell me if you would like that from me because I'm definitely happy to go and do that. I also expect that Christmas Day itself will be a family-oriented event. Like family and friends that feel like family. We'll have this whole Christmas morning with gifts and then have this amazing lunch that everyone contributes to and we'll play games and chat and maybe even nap before this huge dinner and then everyone is like pumped to go look at Christmas lights on the night and we'll like have ice cream or something I don't know and during that like midday time after lunch there's like a little bit of a lull we're all stuffed from eating but it's the perfect opportunity to maybe even play or use some of the gifts that we received or unwrapped earlier that morning so that's why I've one thing that i always like to give to everybody is something that they can use immediately on christmas day even if i don't envision them using it for the entire year as long as it's something that they can use on the spot or derive some sort of joy from it on that day, then we're set. You know, everyone is excited, everyone is fun and tries to be their best, most loving self. And honestly, I do expect that energy from others and I know it's a lot to expect. Those are the only true expectations I have from others though. The rest of my expectations are for myself. I put pressure on myself to be active around this time of year, physically and socially. You know, I want to be moving around, going to the beach, or just exercising and making sure I'm moving my body and feeling alive in that way. And then also committing to plans with others and attending all of the social occasions that I can. If I'm not occupied with another event, I expect myself to be in attendance, no matter if I just had an event the day before. Because I know myself and that Even if I need a day to recuperate from being social, this is the one time of year I get to see my friends and be active and I don't want to regret any inaction. I've learned this year that I don't regret doing something that may have a negative consequence, but I always will regret not doing something because I was fearful of the consequence. So really just go for it. But aside from that, I don't think I really have any other expectations. I definitely don't have any expectations from work or anything like that but I know some people may expect a lighter workload this time of year but that's not so much an area of concern for me. But if all of these things happen between now and the new year I'll feel happy and Christmas will feel like Christmas at least in the way that I celebrate it because I also appreciate I don't celebrate the religious side of Christmas, more so the happy, love everyone and spread joy kind of side to the festivities but as I grow older and move into my 20s, I just want to make sure that that feeling of Christmas joy, that fun is something that I can retain. Some other examples of expectations I think that can crop up for others and in no way I really want to iterate it is in no way to shameful to have those expectations. If I can get out one message in this episode, that is to please have expectations. Please expect the absolute best. Please don't settle for what you're used to and abandon what you really want you're for yourself. It's just so unfair. But hey, if your expectation is to create the most amazing experiences for your children and maybe sacrifice your sanity a little this time of year by moving some elf toy around the house if that really is your heart's desire to create those memories and be of service to others then go for it just make sure it's what you really want i guess that's my only message for the masses but other things to expect could be in gifts from work I know a lot of workplaces do secret Santa or even just friend groups and if you're doing the best for your gift to maximize the budget but every year some rando keeps gifting you a stapler and not even like a cute one that's all bedazzled but those annoying bulky ones that come in those horrible plastic packagings that it's like thick and hard to cut through and you'll probably need like industrial shears to get through those and then the thick plastic pokey bits that you've cut through might even just poke you and that's just not fun for anyone then if that's something that you expect might happen to you i recommend getting yourself your own secret santa so buy a gift for someone else that is the best thing that you can think of you know definitely don't think that because you're not receiving the gift that you would like to receive that you should also stop putting in the effort But more so, if that buying gifts for others brings you joy, you should also get yourself a gift and just label it with your own name. So don't take away from someone else's experience or even your own. Just maybe add to your own experience. So when it boils down to it, you're going to have two gifts to open. Some weird stapler and then that amazing fun gift you got for yourself. Win-win because you know you're going to love it. And that person that gets your gift is also maybe going to love their gift. And you can feel that sense of fulfillment that you're an amazing gift giver. And you've also received the amazing gift that you sort of wanted for yourself. And hey, maybe your secret Santa will see that you've received this additional gift and think, oh, maybe my stapler wasn't that good. What else? I think... There are lots of trends that pop up on TikTok, like the December, um, the burr basket trend I saw. If you want your partner to make you an advent calendar, or if you want a burr basket, just send them the TikTok and ask for it. And make sure you assess what about the concept of those things is that you like. Is it perhaps the thought that your partner has sat down to create this thing for you? Or is it maybe more so uh, the contents that you're interested in because I also recognize those baskets and advent calendars are super expensive and maybe instead of multiple gifts on Christmas day your partner could sprinkle your gifts into an advent calendar or instead of a basket it's a basket filled with envelopes instead of gifts so each envelope containing different dates you can go on in the next year and again never overlook the value in thrifted gifts because you can find some real gems there but whatever the expectation is understand what the root cause of that expectation is is it the tangible element or the thought element or both once you understand what exactly it is you're looking for then you can prepare yourself and so more so just it's important to communicate your wishes but again if you find yourself having to really spell every single thing out for your partner maybe that warrants a deeper conversation but for the most part just communicate what you can for as long as you can that depth of communication the real vulnerable side does more so come in with loved ones but even in the office environment if you know someone is not good at secret santa and just doesn't want to be included or doesn't want to buy someone else a gift just don't include them and maybe have them be the person that hands out the gifts or something because i mean of course we don't want to completely exclude anyone just recognize that there are ways to work around it back to the work idea some people just don't want to experience that feeling of embarrassment when they realize their gift or the gift that they've received is the worst one out of the whole group i don't know why that's embarrassing for you as the receiver because really it's on the gift giver but that can be solved by even encouraging everyone to open their gift in secret or something just understand what it is you expect out of a certain scenario and that will save you a lot of head and heartache and that applies not just only at christmas and the end of year time but i guess in general at all times during the year the last element of managing expectations i create for myself is me wanting to make sure the love i want to convey to others is properly felt and experienced by those people I love giving gifts. It's fun because at every stop of the way, I am thinking about that person. And I'm also getting to buy stuff that I wouldn't usually buy for myself. And because it's for other people, my girl bath moment is making it feel like it's basically a free shopping expedition. But regardless, I am taking this time and money most of the time and investing it in people around me so that even though I can't express it through words that I love these people because that can be difficult I am instead expressing it through these gifts but if I'm not smart about it eventually we will come to the place where I want to buy something for someone but I won't have the funds for it anymore and then I'll feel sad because I think that I can't express my affection for someone else and then the whole holiday feeling is sort of coming to a crashing burning halt because I have literally burnt a hole through my wallet that is why this year before i even started my christmas shopping I started a separate uh, spreadsheet in Excel. I put in a budget, just a really rough guide of how much money I have available to spend for Christmas. And I tried to equally distribute that between all my family members and people that I would like to gift something to. And this spreadsheet doesn't only capture Christmas gifts, but also Christmas events. So any events that are Christmas specific, if I need to buy a new outfit for this or buy a hostess gift... Or if I maybe I'm hosting this event, what money can I put into this event and how much can I put in to make it match the vision of festivity that I've created in my mind? Even the tiny things like how much I'm spending on wrapping paper bose tape i mean i go through so much tape and i like buying the nice tape there's a specific brand of tape i like when it comes to wrapping gifts i like the one that comes pre-filled in a dispenser and you can get like matte or satin or glossy finished tape you can even get colored tape and for me these are all important considerations and definitely definitely worth the money it's like that one scene in modern family where Cam, played by Eric Stonestreet, is wrapping gifts and is having this like monologue of sort of how he's bought this gift wrapping station and how the care you put into a gift can be felt through the wrapping. And that's how he's justified the purchase of the gift wrapping station in his home. I aspire to have a gift wrapping station, like a whole professional closet with all the gift wrapping function I could ever need. I mean, but for now, I will happily settle for my few roles a wrapping paper and fancy tape but yeah even tape i put into this excel and this year being my first ever christmas alone in my new home i have a separate column for my christmas tree investments and all the ornaments i've been buying because i personally do look at the ornaments as an investment you know my mom when she bought our family's first ever christmas ornaments on our first of a tree they were super cute and tiny to fit on our tiny tree we had but over time you know we've gotten a bigger tree but we still have those tiny ornaments and every time we take out those ornaments i'm reminded of all the christmases we've ever had and you can like feel your own history through these little objects and so it's like an investment in building memories so in my excel I made sure to capture those spendings because I know it's something that I will add to year on year. By pre-deciding my Christmas budget and having all of these things set out super clearly, I became more aware of how to get the best and maximize my gifts and Christmas spending so I don't get to the end of my shopping and then feel like I have to eat the wrapping paper and tape I bought for lunch because my spending has just etched into my grocery allocations. So that feeling of happiness is equally spread out through the whole month of December. And then I don't just resent myself for not planning in a more cautious way. And for some people, the idea of making those lists might take away from the Christmas feeling and vibe of spontaneity and magic. But to me, it's actually added to that feeling in a way, in a much more real way as well. I started my Christmas shopping earlier, so slowly but surely my home was being filled with presents. And even though out of all the years I've been working, my budget for Christmas was the lowest this year. Because I have needed to maximise that budget, I feel like I went above and beyond. And this, I truly think, may be one of my best years of Christmas gift giving Yet Having these structures of an expectation list and a budget and then going through my list to supplement my own expectations and create contingency plans for certain outcomes and managing a budget has added more happiness to my Christmas than I could have imagined. And my saying this is in no way revolutionary, I know people have had budgets for years and although I've never seen someone explicitly talking about an expectation list, I'm sure some people have those even just internally, even if it's not explicitly written down, but it's something that I think I'm growing into discovering in my 20s and this thing that's new to me and might be helpful to someone else. And even if it's only helpful to one person listening, I would have felt like by my sharing it, by my ranting it, by my exploring this mood that I feel like I've fulfilled my goal for this podcast. That would be pretty cool. I think that's all I have for the moment. Thank you so very much for joining me this week on the Me and My Moods podcast hosted by me. Hi, I'm Tia. And for sharing this time with me to find the me in me and my moods. Thank you for being with me this episode to analyse my week's mood. It was so nice having you here. I post new episodes of the podcast every week on Sunday. So be sure to catch the next one. I'll see you next time. Bye.